Gone is a podcast about people who have gone missing from the United States and Canada. These people are daughters, sons, sisters, and aunties. They didn't just disappear. Someone, somewhere, knows something. I'm Janelle Feller. And I'm Katie Nordby. These are the stories of Kevin Lee Ellsworth and Valerie Sifsoff. source for this story comes from the Charlie Project. All information is basically a rewrite of their information. On Saturday, July 10th, 1982, Kevin Ellsworth, 18, and some friends crashed a wedding reception at the Union Hall on Main Street in International Falls, Minnesota. Kevin used a fake ID under the name of Dale Anderson to buy beer. Kevin was last seen around 2.30 a.m., leaving the Union Hall and heading toward the bowling alley at 2.30 a.m. He reportedly said, quote, Anybody who stays around here is going to jail. Come with me to heaven, unquote. Kevin had done some janitorial work for his dad at the Rex Hotel, and he had a key to the closed-up building. The Rex Hotel was a grand three-story brick building built in 1911 on 3rd Street and 3rd Avenue in International Falls. In its day, it had two or three restaurants, a barbershop, and a gift shop. In 1982, the Rex Hotel had been closed because it wasn't up to code. The gas and electricity had been cut off. In the morning hours of Sunday, July 11th, the Rex Motel burned down. The fire was considered suspicious, but nothing was ever proven. It is suspected that Kevin Ellsworth was sleeping in a cot in the basement of the hotel when it burned down. The car that he had been driving was across the street from the hotel. His remains were never found. There was an unconfirmed report that Kevin, who had a distinctive style of clothing, had been seen walking in the area the next day. His case remained unsolved. Kevin Lee Ellsworth would be 56 years old today. He is Caucasian, stands 5'11", and weighs around 180 pounds. At the time that he went missing, he was wearing a white leather Ivy League hat, a gold neck chain, bell-bottom pants. He was carrying a false ID at the time that he went missing. He has brown hair and blue hazel eyes. Kevin has a steel pin or screw in his right thumb because of a motorcycle accident. If you have any information about the disappearance of Kevin Lee Ellsworth, contact the Kuchiching County Sheriff's Office at 218-283-4416. This is such an interesting case because, one, it, it happens right here in our hometown, but the fact that his remains were never found. I mean, I, I would imagine that a fire that takes down a hotel burns pretty hot, and there's a ton of rubble and debris, and but it just seems so odd that... He's never been seen again, and and if they suspect that he died in the fire, that his remains haven't been found or weren't found. I I wonder when they realized he was missing. Was it after? I don't know for sure. Yeah. Um. They said that so the fire started, <clears throat> like at around. 
around 4 a.m. Um, and by 11 a.m., it was it was done. The wow. fire was done, and so, um, but he, you know, it could have been several days before yeah. we they realized that he might have been there, um, and. I think that a fire that would have burned that fast, the the rec hotel was a three-story building, brick building, and it was large. It took up about maybe a quarter of the block. I mean, it, it was it was a large structure. And um, where he, this cot was, which he, he knew about this, and, and so it's, it's, it's possible he may have stayed there before, but it was in the basement of, of the building. And so <clears throat> you can imagine that the fire did burn hot, that that the falling of all those stories um that the process of just cleaning it up it may have been difficult to find yeah. there would have been ashes everywhere and i think that that you know um in cremation the, most of most of the body burned and so there's very little left over so I think it would have been difficult. Or let's say that he started the fire, that somehow he was able to start this fire. Um, and he left town. Sure. He just left town. In all of the chaos, um, he just left. He has, he's from Washington State, and so um, Kelso, Washington. <clears throat> and, you know, but at the time, at least, his, his dad lived here, um, and there were people around, but maybe he wasn't there. Right, and that, and that statement that he said when he was leaving Marine Hall is interesting, too. It is. He said... Especially now that he's missing. And right. It's one thing to say mm -hmm. that, and then you're fine, and you're still around, and whatever, but... Right. Uh, he said... You know, he said that uh, anybody that stays around here is going to get arrested. <clears throat> Come to heaven with me. You know, we don't know what, in what context that was said. Maybe he was flirting with a girl. Maybe um, he had plans to get high. Right. Maybe, you know, who knows what was going on. Um, but the fire would have started an hour and a half later or something like that. An hour. Um an hour and a half, and so <clears throat> what the so there's a report. There's a and I don't know if it's an article. It, it must be an article from that time. Um, I got it from the Kuchiching County Museum, um, and uh, so they have. Th there's an article from that time, and and I think for a building that big to burn that fast and to be done, there was nothing. There was nothing left. Um, the, early on, the officers are just trying to save the other buildings yeah. that are close to it because right now um, the Rex the Rex Hotel was where Sammy's Pizza is, and there was a um, um, I think Rizzo's shoe store, and uh, then the Elks or something like that, and so so there was um, there was businesses that were like right next to it and they were just trying to save those businesses yeah. because they, they knew that they couldn't save that building. So I would imagine too in the 80s, in the early 80s, that equipment for firefighting and 
you know, excavating the area were very different than they are today, you know, for digging out debris and for looking through things. I mean, especially for a three-story building, that would have been a, a huge undertaking. Well, and just clean we don't up. do that. I mean, right. we don't, we don't, I mean, fortunately, we don't have a lot of fires. So there's not a lot of experience doing the investigation into, you know, I, I think that that's part of it too. Right. Um, it, it's interesting because some of the people that were, were in the fire department at the time, you know, are, are names that, that we are, you know, people that are, are, um, local legends because of who they are so it talks about fire chief kenneth buzzy haltman and he, um city electrician nello corin uh also talks about i think that bronco nagurski jr was also um uh, he was the assistant a fire chief so it, it's just interesting that these are the names of you know in our community people that are 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 memorable and, and famous in our little town. Right. And uh, they were young men at the time. So sure. it's, it's, it's interesting, but the, uh, it, it's never, he's never been, there was a couple of, of, of times in which they, people had thought they had seen him, but only two times. And um, there's been nothing else since then. So did he, uh, did he perish in a fire or did he up and leave town? He got a car. Mm-hmm. But there's lots of ways. I mean, there's lots of ways if you wanted to disappear, if you were, that you could. Yeah. I mean, we. It, I think it's. It, I think it's possible, and it would have been a lot easier back in 1982 than yeah. it would be now, where we have a, I think, a bigger footprint just because of our the digital times that we're in. But yeah. And when I think about like the 80s, I mean, this the hotel burned down before I was even born, but looking at pictures and stuff for my family members and I always feel like everybody kind of looked the same like everybody kind of dressed the same the men kind of had the same haircuts they kind of had the same facial hair I mean if they had facial hair it kind of looked the same so I would think that and at that time our downtown was kind of a bustling little place Mm -hmm. and so you know if if people thought that they saw him if it was or it wasn't People may have all kind of looked the same in their clothes and in their mannerisms and their. Well, to me, they all kind of they, right. they all kind of and dressed the same back then. I think if I looked then. at the generation before me, I would say similar things. Sure. The time all the women had yeah. dresses that, that were at um, that were at your knee, and they had their hair in right. a very. But so I graduated high school in 1986. Sure. So, um, and the the story kind of talked about that he had a distinctive clothing style sure maybe for international fall but the the idea the two things that kind of stick out in my head is is a white leather ivy league hat now it doesn't say baseball cap it says hat yeah and that seems that seems um unique to me right and also also the bell bottoms i don't know why but in my mind i think that they're older than that but i was young and and i inherited all my cousin's clothes so i was probably wearing bell bottoms five years after they weren't cool anymore but it 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 just was it's a kind of a distinct look and and he was kind of known for that so he did stick out just a little bit um the gold chain 
you know. Um, so they they however, I think that men having hair of a similar length and mm-hmm. and um, it's it yeah I think that I think that in 1982 you could go missing, right? You could disappear. It seems like it just feels like it would be harder today, but uh, there might be people who, uh, you know if you lived in Washington State, uh, Kelso. I don't know if that's a big town or a small town, but that's where his family had come from. And because I looked in our in our local yearbooks to see if he had graduated from here or if he had been in this community, and it didn't appear that he had because there was doesn't mean he wasn't, but he didn't graduate from Falls High School. Sure. And um, so, uh, did he go missing? And or is he out there doing you know just living his best life at fifty six years old? Forty-three-year-old Valerie Sifsoff wasn't a very outdoorsy person. According to her family, she was more likely to be seen wearing heels than hiking boots. She was a part of the Yupik and Nupiak tribe in Alaska and was very close to her family. In July 2012, Valerie was living in Anchorage, Alaska with her boyfriend of nearly a decade. They were looking forward to getting out of town and going camping. On July 7th, they made the roughly hour drive to Granite Creek Campground at mile 64 on Seaward Highway in Moose Pass, Alaska. Granite Creek and Six Mile Creek come to a fork at the back of the campground. Six Mile Creek is known for whitewater rafting, so this wasn't a calm meandering creek. So the Anchorage News Daily had a great article about Valerie, so a lot of the information for this story comes from that article. Shortly after they arrived at the campground, they got into an argument. According to her boyfriend, it was about whether or not to start the campfire. That kind of blew over, and they enjoyed the night while listening to music and having alcoholic beverages. Around midnight, they got into another argument, although it's not clear what it was about, but Valerie walked away from the campground. Her boyfriend said she hadn't been slurring her words or stumbling, and he figured that she just needed to cool off and would come back. Valerie didn't come back. She left her belongings at the campsite, including her phone. Around 2 a.m., her boyfriend went looking for her. The campground made kind of a big loop. Around 4 a.m., he fell asleep. When he woke up a few hours later, Valerie still wasn't back. He thought maybe she caught a ride back to Anchorage, and figuring she would be at the, at the apartment when he got home, he left the campground. Valerie was not at the apartment. Over the next couple days, he went back to the campground to look for her. It wasn't until three days after she disappeared that he reported her missing. He said he doesn't know why he waited so long to report her missing, and that he wished he would have earlier. The weather over the days that she was missing was rainy and windy, potentially washing away any signs of Valerie. There have been numerous searches of the area with helicopters, ATVs, boats, cadaver dogs, and dive teams. Volunteers have come from all over to help search. A month after she vanished, a kayaker found a green tank top in Six Mile Creek that was later determined to be worn by Valerie when she was last seen. In October 2012, a dark DKNY zip-up hoodie was found in a big log jam about a half a mile downstream. Alaska troopers have a photo of her from that camping trip that shows her wearing the green shirt under a dark DKNY sweatshirt. At the time of her disappearance, she had been planning her sister's baby shower and she wouldn't have missed it. She was legally declared dead in 2016, but her family continues to search for her and for answers as to where she may be. 
Valerie Sifsoff was 43 years old when she vanished in 2012. She would be 52 in November. She is described as Native American, 5'5", and 120 to 150 pounds. She has black hair and brown eyes. She was last seen wearing a black hooded zip-up VKNY sweatshirt over a green tank top, blue sweatpants, black calf-high boots with a side buckle, and Prada sunglasses with silver frames. Her nickname is Val. There's a $25,000 reward for information leading to the safe recovery of Valerie and or the arrest and conviction of persons responsible for her disappearance. If you have any information about the disappearance of Valerie Sifsoff, please call the Alaska State Troopers at 907-783-0972. So you don't you don't list the boyfriend's name, so he must not be a, um, a suspect. He's not a suspect. And as far as I can tell, he's not even a person of interest. Um, it it did mention his name in the articles, but mm -hmm. I didn't really want to list him if you know it wasn't right. He, he's he not was, even considered right. a person. Mm -hmm. uh, but it did say I think her father said that they weren't concerned with his involvement. They didn't okay. think that he was involved in it, um, although it's it's odd that he didn't report her missing for three days. Um, they didn't think that he had anything to do with it, mm -hmm. and he cooperated, and he helped, and he... So, yeah, he, was, he has not been named, as far as I could see, he mm -hmm. was never named a person of interest or a suspect. The, uh, <clears throat> you know, and uh, people deal with disagreements differently uh i mean they had two in one night which which may be a lot maybe not right um and maybe it was common for her to to walk off and cool down or or that if she was mad she was going to be mad for a while and um and know that it's it's a personality thing. right and so but it's not a good sign that they found articles of her clothing in the river yeah and I didn't, I couldn't find anywhere where if Granite Creek was a kind of a whitewater rafting creek also, but Granite Creek is directly behind the campground where Six Mile Creek is also behind it, but it is kind of at a fork okay. um, where Granite Creek is. But I mean, it's, it's dark. You're in the middle of Alaska, kind of in the middle of nowhere. You don't, I, she it's didn't not take a light. She didn't, yeah. Right. It's not clear if the campground is well lit. I mean, my only reference to a campground is like Big Falls Campground, which is it is which well is, lit around which is the, the in the town of Big Falls. Right. Yeah. Right. It is very well. Lit. You know, I mean, it's dark, but I mean, there's there's you could you could the go trees around. Aren't, the trees aren't too thick in that yeah. area. There, you could get around the loop without a flashlight. Right. I mean, really. Right. So I mean, that's kind of my only reference point. Mm -hmm. So I have no idea if this was a, you know, everybody has to sleep in a tent. I don't. Are there power hookups for RV? I have no idea. Right. Um, I'm assuming that it's dark, right? Because it's in the middle of Alaska, right? So um, it's not clear that she took a flashlight. Um, she left her other things, but whether she had one on her or not, I'm not sure. And in Alaska, I don't know if this is all of Alaska, but it's it can be light, sure, for much of the summer. Yeah, and so so maybe it wasn't dark. Maybe. However, however, you've been drinking. Um, the idea of camping in a tent in Alaska just scares the crap out of me. Yeah. Um, but you were you you were drinking mad. Yeah. Um, and you take off walking. Don't know. I mean, she may have known the area, but right. um, 
at least a little bit. And uh, who who did she run or what did she run into? Yeah, along the way. Yeah. So. Yeah, and they one article I read said that they had talked to other people who were in the campground that night. They didn't see anything. They didn't. It was nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah. I think it was kind of late. It it? was. Yep. So, her case is still open. They're still doing searches for her. They're still. Still trying to find her. It described when you talked about what she was wearing, that go, that gave you a picture of who she was. That she had a, um, a t-shirt, uh, uh, sweatpants, and calf-high boots, and then Prada sunglasses to go camping, yeah. and um, a DKNY sweatshirt. Right. That that's that kind of it kind of gives you a picture of who she was. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that that was part of the concern, too, is that, you know, her family made it clear that she was not very outdoorsy. I mean, you can enjoy camping and not necessarily enjoy being outdoors, I think. Like, you can sit around a campfire and hang out with your friends, and but you're not necessarily going to go whitewater rafting or hunting or... Right. Hiking. <laughs> hiking, yeah. So, yeah, it's a it's upsetting. Well, and she was declared missing in 2016, I think you said. Yep. And there's a $25,000 reward. Uh, I think that if she's out there, you know, that's a that's a, a $25,000 reward. It's just a catalyst to get somebody to call and information about. Right. And, um, but in Alaska, there's a lot of Native American women that go missing. Right. And um, that, that just go missing and and are never seen or heard from again. And so was this an accident or was this something else? We ask that you do not reach out to the families or post names of possible suspects on social media. Missing person photos along with information and articles used for these cases can be found on our website at gone-podcast.com. This week, I have um, some, I guess they're tweets. I don't even know what a tweet is exactly, but apparently they're tweets from parents about being quarantined. Perfect. With their children. And which, I mean, if you're going to be quarantined, maybe being quarantined with your children is just <laughs> the most challenging thing you can yeah. do. Uh, I, for me, it's just me and my husband, and that's challenging enough. <laughs> so... Um, so this is from Jesse. She says, we've been in quarantine for 18 days and my nine-year-old hasn't stopped talking for 20 of them. <laughs> yep. Don't underestimate a child's ability to grasp what's happening right now. I've discussed the pandemic and social distancing with my four-year-old and she's decided to speak three inches from my face instead of the normal one inch. <laughs> what a relief. It's nice to know. Um, this is a four-year-old talking to their dad dad yeah i bet you taste like macaroni so that's uh so we're to we're at that part of the quarantine <laughs> like what? we still I'm, have food child we don't need to resort to that yet i bet you taste like macaroni <laughs> holy cow it's, we've been here too long 
My son just asked me if when I was little we had to stay inside for COVIDs 1 through 18. Mm-hmm. Yes, son, that was two weeks ago and three weeks ago. <laughs> right. Because it feels like it. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand actually what the 19 has to feel like if that's when it actually happened. Is, right. Is it was yep. considered in, in December of? Yeah. Or that was the year, yeah. Uh, you know, I can handle a quarantine. I can handle rationing food. I can even handle having to learn elementary math. But did this really have to be the week that my four-year-old learns to tell knock-knock jokes? Uh, or whistle. Whistle. I remember when I taught my son how to whistle, um, it didn't stop. For 10 days. And the dog was confused <laughs> for the whole time. <laughs> Well, and, and it's, I think the pitch that you learn to whistle at is, is absolutely never can be on key. No. I mean, on, on point. If, yeah, it's, yeah. And you got to practice a lot if you're going to learn how to whistle. Yep. Or tell knock-knock jokes. I don't know who needs to hear this, but unpack your kids' backpacks and lunchboxes now or risk a nasty surprise when school starts back up again. Yeah. You don't. Yeah, you don't want to find that out. What I'm doing can't be called homeschooling. I'm fumbling with websites and school emails while my six-year-old runs half-dressed through the house eating his his fourth piece of Be Quiet toast. (laughs) I I understand. If you feed them and they're quiet? Yeah, just keep keep them fed. While playing outside, our toddler peed on the side of our minivan. And honestly, it's fine because it's not like we're going to be using it for several days. It's fine. It's fine. I, I saw something that said, um, anybody else getting three weeks of the gallon? Because <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I'm saving so really, much money. Yeah. Except for I'm still driving the same amount that I ever did. Oh, yeah, you're still coming to the office. But um, but still, yeah. I, I want to use up this. I want to use up my expensive gas so I can put the cheap right. gas in. Because <laughs> it's, cheaper, it's cheaper right now than it was when I got my driver's license. When would that have been? I don't know when I was sixteen, whatever year that was, <laughs> but it was like a dollar. It was like a dollar thirty-two around that time when I got my my license. Can I just tell you, I have I happen to live across the street from the gas station, and I know because I looked at it last night that it's around a dollar fifty-nine. Oh, right okay. Now. So it's not quite there yet. It, it is a dollar fifty-nine. Sure. But otherwise, I have never known what the gas prices were. Um, I never cared, and I have I started driving when I was fifteen. Which was a long time ago. And I have no idea. Gas could have been under a dollar. The only know. reason that I know that is because I have a picture of myself standing in front of my car and you can see the gas station oh, sign behind sure. it. Otherwise I would have no idea. <laughs> like, but yeah, I usually I don't I, I need gas, whether right, it's six dollars right, a right, gallon, whether right. it's fifty cents. Right. I don't usually I don't usually pay attention. I I try to keep it full in the wintertime. Yeah. That's that's an intention, but otherwise it's it's just going about my business. Right. We need it regardless of how much right, it is. Right, right. So the last thing I have for you today is, is is this is me to my kids. This is me to my kids. You have to eat right and get good sleep if you want to stay healthy. This is also me shouting at five AM. Who the hell ate my breakfast Pringles? <laughs> Flavor are breakfast Pringles. Like, what do you eat? Plain. Just plain? Well, 
I, I just can't imagine eating like sour cream and onion Pringles. No, because that's too early. That's too early. You no. need to eat plain ones. It would have to be plain. Except if you're if you're me, then you only ever eat plain ones. That there's no ever a flavor. Oh. Because some of them are kind of gross. But also why? why? Pringles are so delicious by themselves. They are. The plain ones are yeah. so delicious. So that's what that's all Those I have good. for you. Those were good. <laughs> So I have, um, these are kind of a mixture of two, best kid logic and bizarre things believed as a kid. The little boy I used to babysit spent all of his time trying to surprise his dog. He reasoned the dog could probably talk but didn't want to reveal itself because then (laughs) she would have to do chores. Several times a day, he would barge into a room hoping to catch the dog (laughs) (laughs) mid-conversation. That poor dog just terrified all the wreck. time. <laughs> so it's, it's a little chihuahua just shaking. Just terrified. <laughs> and the dog would always look at him like, what? Right. Which would just make it even more believable. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't say how old it, it sounds like. <laughs> that, gave me, that gave me goosebumps. That sounds so good. <laughs> I asked a six-year-old son of a co-worker who was drawing something, what's your favorite color? Without hesitation, he said, white. I paused for a second. Why white? He said, because you don't have to color it. <laughs> Maybe the wrong reason for drawing a picture, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. I thought Navy SEALs were actually SEALs. <laughs> <laughs> like trained ones that they used for missions. I was always confused, though, because SEALs didn't seem like they'd be very good at it, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Are you kidding? Flipper. When I was a kid, Flipper, Flipper. Flipper. Yeah. I don't know the rest of the song. I just know those It was two something words. like that, yeah. Yeah, and, and it was a trained SEAL, or dolphin, sorry, dolphin. dolphin. It was a dolphin. Oh, it was a dolphin. But, but same idea. Same idea. Right. And, and the dolphin Flipper talked. Oh, yes. In Dolphinese. He was like the lassie of the seas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like that it's a, it's a song like that but yeah. it could be yeah I mean I don't know seals might be good at that we don't know <laughs> my mom used to tell me and my siblings that the car wouldn't start until everyone had their seatbelts buckled I believed that until I was 9 or 10 which is a good way to well that's you literally can't leave can't. because the car won't start that factories had smoke sta- that factories that had smoke stacks with white smoke coming from them were clouds I thought clouds came from factories Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, some do. It's a part of it. It some adds do. to it, I feel like. Right. It? it does. Yeah. And um it's it's and we live where in the town that we live in, yeah. we have a paper mill. And so there's always bushy, white, fluffy right. clouds coming out of it. Uh, and I, how sometimes it's hard to tell the difference. Is that a cloud or is that smoke? Depending well, on the wind? I, I think know. I think it's I mean it's made up of the same stuff. I mean, it's right. the same material. It's coming from a different source. Right. But it's the same thing. So, cloud-making factories. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, that lightning could see you and choose to strike you. That would be terrifying. Oh, my to think God. That would be terrifying. I grew up on the plains where you could see the sunrise and the sunset without any obstruction. And so a storm on the prairie is awesome sure and scary as hell yeah because you see everything you see everything and it and the light travels for such a long ways and and the idea that it's that it could get that it could catch you it could pick and choose it could choose you yeah yeah it's scary 
I'd never go outside. No. <laughs> a friend of mine as a kid, believe that. <laughs> no, this is good. This you're cracking this yourself one's up. so good. It just makes me smile. A friend of mine as a kid believed that eventually he had to choose and settle on a radio station for the rest of his life. He told me he would lie in bed and contemplate for hours in despair on which radio station he would choose once he turned 18. Oh my god. Because that's it. But honest to god, it kind of is. Oh, it kind of is. If you were what you were listening to at 18, yeah. Cuz you're in the same town. Right. If you were picking a radio station, yeah. would it be the same one? Well, yeah. I mean, it depends. I feel oh, like I feel you like move your radio station, you 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 move it around? Well, no, but it would be different. I feel like it would be different than what I listened to back when I was younger. Yeah. But I also feel like I'm not a good person to give that opinion because we ever only had one radio station here. Oh, we only had one. Okay. And it was country. Okay. Sometimes you got the AM um station, which was Older country. I don't remember what it was, actually. <laughs> that was country and western. <laughs> I actually don't remember. I don't remember what so it was. So there wasn't a, a station in Canada? No, not when I was growing up. Oh. so you I would really say within can't... the last 10 years or so, the, the station in Canada came about. No, it's yeah. been longer. Um, maybe, yeah. Like, maybe 15. I mean, it's not. A... I'm only 20, so it's, you know... <laughs> So am I. So I mean I don't know. Uh, well, but I, feel I like think that that's not fair. Then you can't because if you didn't yeah. have the, um, you didn't have, we didn't have the luxury the choices. of choices. Yeah, choices. I never had to contemplate in despair for hours because we only had one. Where I where I lived, uh, you know, an AM was there were actually I think there were more channels on AM. We had one radio in the house, one radio. And um, my parents, my mother always had it on the radio, on the uh, country station. But at nighttime, um, like if 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 you were if you were camping in the living room or something, you could turn the radio station on AM, and you could, because we were literally on the plains where it was flat, you could you could get all kinds of stations sure. um, that that had interesting stuff. But um, it, uh, yeah. The idea, it's interesting, because I think that at 18, you may be listening to the same music you were listening to at 18. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah, I'm not sure. That the world, that the world revolved around me, and everyone else was a side character. I used to believe that whenever I would leave a room, everyone would deactivate. <laughs> it is absolutely true. That's not a, that's not a dream. The world does revolve around me. And everybody powers off once you leave the room. I'm not sure if they power <laughs> off for sure. I can't prove it. But the world revolves around me. My husband will ask me that a lot uh, often. Uh, do you really think that the stars and the moon, you know, revolve around you? And I, yeah, yeah, I do. Yes, I do. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know about the powering off though. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've never seen proof of that. It's probably about the, the talking dog technology. Yes. Too. Yes. That human babies didn't have legs when they were born, and that they had to grow them just like frogs. <laughs> well, a newborn baby has those legs up real tight, real tight, uh, and and it kind of looks like yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure about arms. Yeah, yeah, they just must still be there. Right. Uh, last one. If you don't let the microwave finish beeping after it's counted to zero, it hasn't released all the radiation inside yet, and it'll spray everywhere when you open it. Thanks, Dad. So you have to listen to the annoying beeping 
you know what? So I tried to catch it. Before? Yeah, the before. Second before? Yep. However, this this nightmare was given to this child by his father. Right. Which is terrible. <laughs> Dave and I, we bought a, a new microwave. We, I swear to God, this was the one that one of us had had in college. It was a small microwave. You couldn't put a big bowl in there. You just put a little bowl in sure. there. And uh, a tall cup of coffee wouldn't fit. So we got a new microwave. And I found in the instructions that you can shut off the beeper. <gasps> what? And I shut off the beeper. And it's been heaven. However, you can forget your crap in the microwave. Yeah. For, like, days. Right. I mean, I the suppose. smell will eventually tell you. But yeah. And that hasn't happened because... That's really helpful. But you can, you can, you can program your microwave not to beep at the end. How would you know when the radiation's gone then? You, you won't know, and you'll be sprayed <laughs> with radiation. But only that one boy. Right. I'm gonna have to check my microwave. Maybe mine can do that too. It's so annoying to yeah, me. It I is. just, it's just, it's. I like, always try to catch it because I can't stand the beepy and at the end of it. Read the, read the. I don't know why. One day I just, out of frustration, I said, "There's got to be a way to shut this off," and there was. Interesting. So it's been bliss at my house ever since. I bet. Whenever I cook something, I just I just laugh instead of deal with the buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll do it again next week. Sounds good.